You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? But what I've come to realize over the past few months is content and happiness is through the pain. It's not around it. It's not over it. It's not tucking it underneath the rug. It's not putting it in the closet, shutting the door, stacking everything so high. So as soon as you open it, everything comes crashing down like those cartoons. And all of a sudden you're, you're covered in crap. It's through it. It's allowing the sadness to happen. You are tapping into Untapped Keg. A podcast about sobriety and mental health. Spotlighting stories that provide hope and love. Talking about sobriety and mental health, we talk about subjects that can be hard to take in and can also cause some mixed emotions. Keep that in mind as you're listening to this episode. Find us on all podcast platforms, Untapped Keg and YouTube.com slash Untapped Keg. Join us for live recordings on Sundays. All right, let's get to this story that provides hope and love. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tapping into Untapped Keg. Whether you're watching on the YouTube or listening to it on podcast services, I cannot thank you enough for jumping in and joining me on this journey we call life. If you don't know, Untapped Keg is a podcast about sobriety and mental health. It's where we spotlight stories that provide hope and love. There are going to be... Some changes coming to Untapped Keg. First of which, everybody's noticed. The elephant in the room, right? It's been a lot of RJ and not a lot of Monte. Well, that is because we're at different points in our lives where I have found my passion. I have found my calling, and that calling is what Untapped Keg has turned into. Monte's still trying to search for his calling. It's not that he doesn't believe in what Untapped Keg is doing. It's not that he doesn't want to be here. It's that he has a lot going on in his life that he's had, that we've talked about before, that you've listened to for two years. And he needs to take a step back. When we set out to start on Tap Keg, we set out as Monte Ball and RJ Zimmerman. And really, that wasn't the goal. The goal was Untapped Keg, a show about sobriety so that you didn't feel alone, so that you knew that there were other people out there going through what you are going through. And we lost that for a little while. We lost that. We turned it into the RJ Zimmerman and Monte Ball show, right? And a lot of times it was the Monte Ball, RJ Zimmerman show. We lost the appreciation for the people who tuned in just for 10 minutes, just for one minute. And that's something that we are going to be taking back, that I am going to be taking back, right? Untapped keg is bigger than Monte Ball. It's bigger than R.J. Zimmerman. It is going to survive with or without us on camera, with or without without us talking to you. It is about showing people love, 
providing different perspectives on struggles that we all have, right? Everyday struggles. Some of us are doing it through, you know, with our sobriety. Some of us are doing it with mental health. Some of us are doing it with work, right? Parents, we struggle. Let's get some different perspectives from everyday people. Perspectives we didn't even know we needed. Something we often say is we don't know what we don't know. So with this change, you know, Untapped Keg is still going to be happening. Right now, it's still going to be weekly, recorded every Sunday at 10 a.m. Unless I post beforehand, hopefully more than a couple hours. Sorry, Jenny. I've been bad at it. I will do better. Um, it'll be moved around so that guests can have the opportunity. So I, little insight here, little inside baseball, right? And I love baseball. Go Brewers. I see you, Scotty and uh, Kev in the chat and I'm sorry your Cubs are so bad I mean I wish I could make fun of you but they're so bad there's nothing to make fun of it's just like they're there so at least they show up but you know maybe in uh maybe in a couple years we can make fun of each other but until then I'm just gonna say good luck uh <laughs> so I like to record on Sundays because it doesn't um, upset the family schedule very much. And I like 10 a.m. because my kids still, they got a little bit of the energy out, but they're not super unruly. So it saves the day that I can do stuff after, um, before I edit the podcast. And I don't take a lot of time away from them. And... That's important to me. I could do at night, but then I wouldn't be able to be as loud. I wouldn't be able to be as uh, talkative. I wouldn't be able to be as... I got to be quiet at night, right? Their their room is right next to where I record. Um, so I can't just get super loud. And sometimes I do because I'm passionate. And you've all heard me be passionate. And it sounds like anger. It's from the same cloth, right? It's fire. Passion and anger is fire. So... Uh, one burns blue and one burns red. And my passion burns blue, which means it's a little bit hotter than what my anchor is. So um, that's a little inside baseball why I like to record when I do. After doing a Twitter poll a couple weeks ago, I've noticed that some people want me to try out some short form content. Um, if you don't know, if you look up Untapped Keg on all social media platforms under Untapped Keg, I record a one to two minute video in the morning about my mindset journey. So I think I've been very vocal about this change from self-loathing to self-acceptance. Um, you've been on the journey with me. It's really been like seven, eight months of me Focusing, trying to be the best me, not just from a sobriety perspective, from a, as a person perspective. Um, it's really been, it's really been self-reflection. You know, therapy has helped. Therapy really has helped, but there's a lot of changes going on in my personal life as well that I'll be able to talk about soon. Um, you know, I, I like to be honest and I like to be vulnerable. Those videos in the morning, they show that. Um, so I highly recommend 
checking that out. So with those one to two minute videos, I'm going to find a time that I'm going to create a YouTube playlist and I'm going to put those on YouTube. So I've been shortening them to a minute. Part of that's so that they can go on shorts, YouTube shorts. Um, I want to get better at getting my point across in a uh, condensed fashion. I have ADHD. I've talked about that a lot. What comes with that somewhat is that I feel the need to add context to everything. So sometimes I struggle shortening things up. So that also helps me to work on that. So we're looking at Untap Keg, still going to film live for now on YouTube. We are looking at some short form going on YouTube. But if I feel motivated or inspired, I think I'm going to record some off-camera episodes that are shorter, 10 to 15 minutes, and I'll just put them up. And those aren't going to be scheduled. Those are just going to be me talking, talking about what I'm going through, connecting with you, something I thought about. And um, that's something that I'm kind of excited about. Um, I've seen a lot of podcast kind of do this and I think it for what untapped keg is doing I think that it would fit the mold um so and you know basically what I'm telling you right now is untapped keg is here there's going to be changes please be open to those changes um please hit that subscribe button leave a review share it with your friends uh let's try to get this to as many people so they know they're not alone because I'm growing and I would love to grow with you. And it's a lot easier to grow when you have somebody next to you than it is if you feel like you're all alone. So there may be more changes as far as if the live recording continues, I may record the podcast separate i'll still record it in obs and post it as a video but it may not be a live recording and when i go live it might just be kind of like a let's hang out let's have some fun and it'll be like a scheduled thing where uh, we can interact with chat uh you know other people can come on and we can we can have fun we can talk um and we'll go from there so uh, a little bit about the future. I'm expanding Untapped Keg. I want Untapped Keg to be my career. I want it to be a business. I've taken steps this year to turn it into a business. Part of that is I want to step into the public speaking arena. I didn't know until a few months ago that my story resonated with people. I didn't know until a few months ago people cared what I say. I didn't know that I was motivating. I knew I was a pretty good leader, but I thought that that was an accident. I didn't know that that was me. So public speaking, there's a variety of things that I could want to talk about that I want to let people know about. Number one, sobriety. Why that's not the end of your life, right? 
why that's the beginning of actually living your life and not hiding from it. Two is mental health. Mental health in men specifically. But this applies to everybody. You feel alone. You feel like a burden when you talk about it. You don't want to... You don't want to put your burden on other people. Like, I want to let people know that that's not how it is. And we need to get through that. We need to move from self-loathing to self-acceptance. And it doesn't start with looking in the mirror and saying, I love you. Because let me tell you, it doesn't work. All right. And then I want to talk to, to parents. And I want to talk to businesses about how they treat their employees, about how they treat their workers. I think I could make a difference in all of these areas based on personal experience, things I've learned from people smarter than me, and just, honestly, my background. You know, what I've learned from textbooks. So along with that, I'm trying to create a business front. A place where recovery is celebrated, where we're not scared, where people can feel safe to come to when they need somewhere to go. It's big, it's bold. I'm not ready to talk about details yet, but I'm going to make it happen. This is going to happen. Untapped Keg is going to be a business. You're going to see other people. You're going to see other facets. You're going to see other content put out there around sobriety and mental health and it's going to be fun because I've talked about this before but we've lost the fun when we talk about sobriety when we talk about mental health there is fun in there there is laughter like we survived we got through it some of the stuff that we did is funny right but there's a moral at the end of it that we shouldn't have done that but that doesn't mean it's not funny And we need to find that again. And that's my goal. That's my mission. So we talked about the state of untapped keg, the future, and what could be coming up. So keep keep your mind open. I'm going to try like hell to make sure that you don't feel alone. My DMs are going to stay open everywhere. Reach out. I will get back to you. If you need help, I'll help you find the resources. I will... Be that ear, I'll be that shoulder for you. I'm not going to back down, and I'm not going to turn away. So, with the state of untapped keg out of the way, and I'll go more into it when the rebrand happens and we relaunch untapped keg, but... For now, that's that's all I got. So here we go into the show. Let's talk about it. This week has been hard. This week has been really hard for parents, for families, for everybody. The problem is it wasn't surprising. That's the problem, right?
I was very lucky that on Tuesday, um, Big Kevin and I had our third meeting of the men's group. For those who don't know, it's a Zoom meeting of men that Big Kev from Laugh for a Purpose and I, uh, we facilitate talking about our emotions, talking about our struggles and our triumphs, and it's just a place to be. You know, some people hate the word safe space, but really what that is, is you can be yourself without judgment. And that right now, that is what we created with this men's group. And that is all that I wanted. That's all I've wanted in life is a place where I can be without judgment. So with the emotions of this week, it made me reflect on where I am as a person. So, you know, growing up as a man, we're taught that you have to be strong. You have to provide for your family. You have to trudge through. You have to keep going. I was reminded this week, uh, specifically on Friday, of cycles that I've gone through in my life. And it's years that these cycles happen, right? Um, You know, when I was a sophomore in college, maybe a junior, my best friend got cancer and he passed out at work and they had to take him in an ambulance and he was in the hospital for a little while. I didn't know if he was going to make it. Nobody knew. It's cancer. I had to be strong. And so people told me I had to be strong for him. Which I understand. I was. Um, I was. I showed up. I was there. But a few years later, the emotions finally caught up to me. I was so good at suppressing emotions and putting the shell up. People had no idea that underneath, I was in trouble. I think that people might have known from my drinking, but you couldn't tell from just looking at me that I struggled with who I was. I struggled with what I was feeling. I struggled with everything. I didn't even know what it was. It was just quick trigger. I'm angry. I remember watching the movie 50-50 by myself. I used to go to the movies by myself a lot. And it was kind of like just my zen place where I could hang out. For those who don't know, it's a Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie with uh, Seth Rogen. And it's a a comedy, right? But it's very heavy about uh, getting cancer and not knowing if you're going to make it. And there is funny moments in there, but there's a part where um, he goes into surgery and his best friend who's Seth Rogen gets absolutely obliterated drunk. And he, you know, he asks him why, why is it bothering you, um, that much that it's not bothering me like this. And it's like, I felt all the words in that exchange in that conversation. And I realized that I was not over that. And, um, I lost it. I lost it for about half a day. I cried. I slept. 
I texted people that I felt I did wrong. I was a, um, you know, I was a bad, bad son. I was a bad brother. I was a bad, everybody that I felt like I let down in my life because I had no direction in my life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was, I was doing nothing. So, you know, everybody thought something was wrong. Well, there was something wrong. I held on to those emotions and I didn't release them for three, four years. That's the cycle that I would do. I would go a year, two, three, not really showing any emotion, laughing, unsure what to do, feeling these deep depths, being sad. I would do all of this until it just got to a breaking point. And I think that's a lot of men in the world right now. I think I think we go through these depths and we try to hold everything back. We don't feel like we can talk to anybody because as soon as we talk, people tell us to suck it up, stop being dramatic. People tell us that um, they don't want to hear that. Grow up. Time to be a man and go to work and provide for your family. This week, I've been sad all week. I've had this feeling of malaise. Everything has felt low. Even the highs, they felt low. And I didn't hide from it this time. I didn't hide from the sadness. I didn't feel shame. I didn't feel guilt. I didn't push it away. I accepted it. I grabbed it. And I told myself it's okay to feel this way. It's normal. It's what every human feels. And that's something that has changed in the past six months that You've watched on this podcast, to be honest. You've watched this change. Not only did I not hide, but I embraced. And Friday, I was just unsure. I didn't know what I was feeling, how to feel, what to do. So I started watching TikTok videos. And I don't watch TikTok, not like this. Where you scroll down, I didn't even know you scrolled down or whatever to see more videos. Like, that's how little I watch it. But I got to a video of, uh, you know, people asking a question. When you are depressed, when you're sad, when you feel like there's nothing going right, who can you talk to? And it was a video of a lot of men saying, no one. And that was me. That was me a few months ago. That's something that I've changed. I've changed because I've been open to relationships, not being traditional, not being somebody I work with, not being somebody who I've known forever. I've been open to new ones. Like I have people I can call when I'm not feeling, when I feel nothing's right, when I feel 
everything starting to stack up against me in the world. I have people that I can call. It's different. It's different. It's scary, right? It's scary, especially when you think that you are not good enough to have that. When you think that um, nothing you do is ever going to be good enough. I asked the question on Friday to people, have you ever felt appreciated in your life? And I was so happy because I knew what I meant, but sometimes when you know what you mean, you can't find the words. And um, Emma, Imagination on Twitter and Twitch, you know, watch her content, super wholesome, twitch.tv slash imagination, imagination, E-M-M-A-G-Nation. Um, you know, she commented back and said, I am just now learning the difference between useful and appreciation. And that's what I meant, but I couldn't figure out the word useful. Have you ever felt appreciated and not just useful? The answer for me is no. And I know that that's twofold, right? I know that that is partially the relationships that I've had, partially the people that I've been around, but part of it is myself too. Part of it is my fear that if I'm not useful, people aren't going to want me around, aren't going to allow for me to be me. That's part of the reason that I was such a chameleon, part of the reason that I shifted who I was because I wanted to be accepted. Because I thought that that would lead to appreciation, but it wasn't, you know? And um, growing up, watching my father as a role model, he was everything that I said I was raised to be. That shell on the outside. Nothing got to him. He went to work every day. He was rarely sick. I remember one time he had a cast on his leg. And I can't remember if he sprained his ankle really bad and they put a cast on to immobilize it. Or if he actually did break something. He was supposed to keep it on for, I don't know, two weeks a month. It was winter. We had a ton of snow. He, he takes out his pocket knife. Because uh, his coworker had to come and snow blow the snow because I'm young at this point. I might be nine or ten. I can't shovel all the snow that we got. We got like 18 inches in two days, maybe more. And so his coworker had to come with the snowblower from work and basically dig us out. And my dad was so mad. I don't know if he was embarrassed. I don't know what led up to it, but he takes his pocket knife out of his pocket and he cuts this cast off. And I just, I remember him saying, you know, F this, like, and not, not censoring himself. Like, I'm fine. It's going to happen. And he went to work the next day. Doctor said I could full duty. And that right there is, uh, that is a, that's how I saw my dad. My dad is a superhero. He was always a superhero to me. And it it's not that 
he was useful. I mean, it's because he, he was my dad. I looked up to him. I still do. I still look up to that person. But I've come to realize that I don't want to be a superhero. I don't want to not let things affect me anymore. I don't want to let bad things happen to me and people just be like, oh, it's RJ, he'll be okay. I don't want that anymore. I don't want people to see me like that. Because it leads to only feeling useful and not feeling appreciated and feeling alone. Not being able to talk to people. And God damn it, my dad was a great superhero. He still is. But that's just, that's not me. And I'm ready to be RJ. And not be a hero. I want to show my sons it's okay to talk about your feelings, to express them. It's okay to cry. I'm not going to hide my tears anymore. I'm not going to hide my pain. I'm not going to suffer for other people like I used to. And that is the difference between my old mindset and where I am now. Not backing away. Embracing this cycle. In our men's group on Tuesday night, we posed the question, are you happy? I always, I always, always answer it with a question, right? What does happiness mean? What is happiness to you? My answer this time is finding content. That being your neutral. Your neutral isn't a super high or a super low. It's just your content. That's fleeting. That's hard to find. But what I've come to realize over the past few months is content and happiness is through the pain. It's not around it. It's not over it. It's not tucking it underneath the rug. It's not putting it in the closet, shutting the door, stacking everything so high. So as soon as you open it, everything comes crashing down like those cartoons and all of a sudden you're, you're covered in crap. It's through it. It's allowing the sadness to happen. That was, that was the lesson I had to learn was that there's no shame in feeling sadness. There's no shame in feeling guilt. There's no shame in being ashamed. There's no shame in your emotions. Not only is it natural, but there's a lot of strength that, that comes along with feeling what is happening to you and figuring out how you can take that and express it in a healthy way. I was put on to two songs, right? One of them by my good friend, Big Kev, at Laugh for a Purpose. Go check out that podcast, Laugh for a Purpose, all about mental health. 
Save Me by Jelly Roll. That song, that's powerful. It's such a powerful song. Like, it's written from the heart. It's sung from the heart. It's sung from a place of understanding. So I had that song, and then I listened to another song, Dear Alcohol by Dax. I've heard that song before, I've, but I finally listened to it. That's a really powerful song as well. So I left those two songs on repeat, and I probably listened to them six, eight times. And it was the expression that I needed for my emotions. And then I decided to check out some of Dax's other work and his his album that he released. Um, I want to get the name to make sure that I have it correct. Pain Paints Paintings. It is a very, very powerful album. I cannot recommend it enough. Listen to it. It is a lot of real life. It's emotional. It's raw. But... It gets down to it. It gets, you can be in that same mindset and it's amazing at how it can help you release. And you know what? Overall, this going through this cycle for the first time and being okay, understanding, embracing this cycle of sadness of emotions The thing that I am starting to feel, and it feels selfish, and it feels arrogant, especially when I say it on a recording and I'm talking about myself, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself for the changes that I've made, for keeping this top of mind, for trying, for trying, because that's all we can do is try. I'm proud of myself, and yes, that still feels selfish, and yes, it still feels arrogant, but you know what? Saying I'm an alcoholic had a little bit of shame. Saying I'm an alcoholic was scary, but it's not anymore. So the more that I say that out loud, the more that I talk about it, and the more that I mean it, I still don't look in the mirror and say I love you, but I do look in the mirror And I'm starting to like what I see. And that is a step that's on the way. Something sobriety teaches us about life is it's one day at a time. Something that sobriety teaches us is it's one step at a time. We can take that and use it in so many different facets of our life. Whether it's you're starting to learn your emotions, whether it's you're starting to evaluate your relationships of the people around you, because that's something we have to do. Are you appreciated? If you're sick and you're laying in bed and you can't do anything, are you appreciated? Or are there comments about how I wish that I got this when I was sick? When you're not at your best day and you don't know what's going on and you're sluggish and you forget a bunch of stuff, do people get mad at you? 
Anti coworkers too, because listen, we spend too much time at work to have to feel that. It's time to evaluate our relationships because we deserve to be appreciated. And it's time to talk about our emotions. Talk about why it's okay to feel them. And that's what I want to leave you with, is that as somebody who came from toxic masculinity, you can't feel anything. You can't even feel happiness. You have to feel anger. To take in a video of myself crying after I'm watching a TikTok video because I just had a realization that I've never felt true acceptance in my life. And understanding that that is, yes, that is not just an everybody else problem. That's also a me problem because I hate myself. So how could anybody accept me when I can't accept myself? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's a realization all on its own, right? This is where we start. This is where we grow together. This is where Untapped Keg is going. It's not about me. It's not about Monte. It's not about what I'm doing. It's about the community that we are building. It's about growing together. It's about loving one another. And whether you say love, whether you say like, whether you say respect, we're talking about the same thing. We can make a change. That's the thing is we have more power than we realize around everybody else around us, right? We don't affect the actions of other people, the thoughts of other people. We don't affect those things. We don't have control over that, but we have control over the environment that we create, the culture that people can talk to us about whatever, because when we talk about it, guess what? We can start to problem solve if need be. If we talk about it, you can start to hear the solutions in your own voice, because when you talk about it, the words start to untangle. Things start to become more clear. And it may lead us to a place where we don't know what to do. But at least you'll be at that place with somebody else. Somebody else who can help us take our hand and walk us through it. And we don't have to be alone. That's what I want to also throw out there. You're not alone. Not just have I, I'm there. I've been there. I'm there right now. I will be there again in the future. Because when you are 35 years of self-loathing, when you are 35 years of feeling alone, when you are 35 years of feeling you're not enough, it doesn't just change overnight. It takes time. And guess what? Time is always going to be there. So I'm going to work every single day to be the best RJ. I'm going to work every single day to understand what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it, and allowing it to happen and not be ashamed. I'm going to work every single day trying to help others not feel alone. I would love it 
if you would join me. This has been Untapped Keg, a podcast about sobriety and mental health, where we spotlight stories that provide hope and love. Find us on all podcast platforms. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. Let us know in the comments what you think. YouTube.com slash untappedkeg. You can find all the videos. Soon you'll be able to find the short-form videos. And eventually we'll be able to... We'll have a newsletter going out too that will have a link to that month's short videos. So... There are things happening. Look out for the rebrand. Look out for changes. I will be open. I will be honest. We'll try to work together to create an environment where when somebody asks you, if everything's going wrong, nothing's going right in your life, and you're feeling really down, do you have somebody you can call? I want that answer to be yes. And I'm going to help try to create an environment where that is a yes. And we're not scared to say yes. And we're not scared to be ourselves. Because being yourself is what is going to lead to being proud when you look in that mirror. Have a good week, everybody. My DMs are open if you need it. On Tapkeg on all social media. Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Hopefully, at least if we don't make it, we tried. I love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.